This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive Podcast. I am your host, Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita Show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. We uh, finally got some type of clarity on what the Ravens were going to do, Cordell. They decided to use the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson which means that it's not exclusive. The teams can um, submit offers uh, for a contract, for a potential trade for Lamar Jackson. The Ravens then have to either um, honor that and match it, or they would have to trade Lamar to said team. Um, So this is a $32 million hit as opposed to the $45 million tag um, if it was an exclusive franchise tag uh, with the Ravens. General Manager Eric DaCosta did put out a statement, quote out, and saying, quote, having not yet reached a long-term deal with Lamar Jackson, we will use the franchise tag. There have been many instances across the league and in Baltimore when a player has been designated with the franchise tag and signed a long-term deal that same year. We will continue to negotiate in good faith with Lamar, and we are hopeful that we can strike a long-term deal that is fair to both Lamar and the Ravens. Our ultimate goal is to build a championship team with Lamar Jackson leading the way for many years to come. So, uh, DaCosta speak, has spoken out, and, and that's his piece about it. And so here's the franchise tag. Now, we know the difference between exclusive. And if you don't, then here it is. The exclusive tag, no one um, gets to uh, give Lamar an offer, only the Ravens, unless they decide to trade Lamar, in which they trade Lamar to, you know, said team. And then they get whatever the agreement is on the allotted picks and or players for that play for, for said you know player um with the non-exclusive teams are allowed to make an offer uh and which you know the ravens have five days from the the offer to make um the match or to trade him they get they're only getting two first rounds although there's some back end things that can happen that can give a team more but standard is two first-round draft picks. Feels a little low for Lamar. Uh, quite low, quite frankly. But here we are. So, um, 
in terms of this, Cordell, when you found out that it was the non-exclusive tag as opposed to the exclusive tag, uh, what were your initial thoughts about that? Um, that the drama continues. You know, <laughs> it's just another, another layer of the... It, because putting the exclusive tag, that's boring, right? That, that would have been boring. Nah. Is that what this is about? We're bored around here and we need I, I, to... I think, I think the the one that brings more, the, the that carries the biggest wow factor is the non-exclusive tag because it's a little bit of a curveball, right? You wouldn't imagine that the Ravens would be willing to allow Lamar to test the market, but yet they are. And we talked about it last week and I uh, look, I'm 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 joking for the record. I'm not saying that the Ravens really did this for for shock value, uh, but in all in all seriousness, I do think that there is an avenue for this to work out for the Ravens. Um, and we touched on it last week, where if the market goes along with what the Ravens have been telling Lamar, it's going to go towards then. You know, it, it, everything can end up working out for them. This thing will, will have literally solved itself uh, by the rules put in place with the CBA. They literally use the rules uh, to fix their situation to ultimately be a mediator, so to speak, uh, for these negotiations, which seem extremely tough to get done. Um, and I think that the Ravens right now, when you look at it, they couldn't take that $45 million hit. They they just they couldn't take that because it it would tie them all the way to the mercy of Lamar Jackson and what he ultimately decides to do. Um, and they would be forced to then trade him, I think, because they wouldn't be able to really put this team together the way they need to to build it towards a championship contending team. Um, yeah. And. And how do you build a team when your quarterback is in question <laughs> and, and he's wrapping up a big chunk of your salary? So they save about, what, $13 million yes. uh, with this situation going from $45 million down to 32.4, uh, huge for sure in itself. Um, but it also allows, like I said, it allows the market to kind of get this deal done for you, whatever deal within, I guess, within the Ravens reason. Um that teams put on Lamar, they'll be able to match it. And I, I'm of the mindset right now that I, I believe that the Ravens are ready to match whatever offer is put on them. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's something that we. It's very possible that this is um, a way of of allowing the market to tell the Ravens what it is that they believe that Lamar is worth, and that they're willing to match it. Um, and so. Uh, here's the thing though, Cordell, because we know we've talked about a lot of this before in terms of ownership and in terms of um, collusion, right? Mm -hmm. Because we believe that far more owners do not want guaranteed contracts mm -hmm. um, for obvious reasons, right? That's more money that they got to sho shovel out to players. Um, and so uh, while that's cute, and while we think that that's the case across the board, we know that there's two owners that don't give a damn about that. That's mm -hmm. the Vikings and that's the Browns. So um, the possibility of someone saying 
that they are in line with colluding against getting players fully guaranteed contracts and then doing the exact opposite is very possible in this scenario. I say that because I feel like that this non-exclusive tag was given not only from a cap perspective, but also because um, apparently the Ravens know something we don't. Okay, mm-hmm. and it, 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 I have to take it back to the owners because we mm-hmm. we know that the owners have meetings in the offseason. They had their, their owners meeting. I would not be surprised if maybe somebody came out of that saying, well, this is what I'm hearing what the market is. Um, and then add to that. It's not like quarterback deals haven't happened recently. Derek Carr just signed um, a new contract with the Saints, one hundred fifty million dollars with one hundred million fully guaranteed um, and 60 million at signing and Daniel Jones, while you and I were putting um, our stuff together in terms of um, our podcast had just come out and said that the, that the giants and Jones um, reached a four year deal and it's worth up to 195 million. It's worth, it's 160 now, but there's 35 million in incentives that he could receive. Um, and so it doesn't appear that fully guaranteed contracts, and, and we obviously know about the two contracts last year in Russell Wilson and in Kyler Murray. So it doesn't appear that fully guaranteed contracts are, are, are even being pushed. However, the Derek Carr contract does show that the, the fully guaranteed line is being pushed mm-hmm. in terms of like what teams are doing. So this is a risk. I say that because if you have a team that maybe will be giving the same contract that Lamar received from the Ravens, but they front load more money and the Ravens can't match it, then you're out of luck here. And that's when it gets problematic. No, no doubt. No doubt. And like you mentioned before, collusion is definitely a thing uh, without question. I think I've said it so many times. This is lion season. Yep. And I, as an owner, as a GM, I'm not listening to what these other owners and GMs are telling me about the situation I'm currently dealing with, dealing with, with a player on my team, Um, a player that I'm sure a lot of these other teams would love to have if given the opportunity. So I'm taking it all in with a grain of salt. As much as we could sit here and say the Ravens possibly know something we don't. And of course they do. They know a lot that we don't. They are privy to the entire dynamics of this situation. So they know what's happening. But in terms of what all the other owners around the league are thinking and are willing to do, there's no way they know. It only takes one. It only takes one. Yep. And nobody saw what Cleveland was going to do last year. It, we, it, it, I just think it's, it's, it's now floating out there. The realm of impossibility is now open. Anything yep. can happen. And this situation is no longer in the Ravens hands. I don't, I don't think, you know, and you know, there's not a lot of teams that can kind of blow the Ravens out of the water in terms of what they could offer Lamar. Uh, I think the Ravens line is pretty far. I would imagine it's probably pretty far in terms of where they're willing to go. I think we'll see how much they really love Lamar (laughs) really soon because they say it a lot. 
the, you know, uh, <laughs> so, your money where your mouth is, is yeah, what they say. <laughs> yeah, they, you, they'll get the opportunity to show it. it it's gonna, it's gonna turn into that that uh that scene from a different world where uh Whitley was about to get married and Dwayne comes in there. You know what I'm saying, baby? Please, beg <laughs> me. I mean, that's that's really what it's going to boil down to. Are the Ravens going to come in there? if they see Lamar at the altar with somebody else. And, and, and I, I just feel like it's dangerous when you kind of throw the fish back into the water a little bit, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it just opens it up for anybody to be able to make something happen. And we're, we're in March, early March. I think it's teams out there that got us, got to see a team just win the Super Bowl a little bit over a month ago. And, they want to get an opportunity to at least be in that realm right now to get a franchise changing quarterback like Lamar Jackson is, is not an opportunity that I think a lot of teams would pass up. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously within realm, right? Because it's not, sure. so, you know, it, it, there's going to be teams that would like to, but really are tied. in. so like fans of Detroit, while they could potentially use an upgraded quarterback, their money is tied in with Jared Goff because of right. the trade with the with the Rams. So that's not really logical for them. Um, then you got other teams that, you know, are, are in position to do it, but you wonder if they're going to trust their front office to bring in draft quarterbacks because, you know, you saw the combine, you, you feel some type of way about what CJ Stroud or maybe Anthony Richardson has made you feel a certain type of way. Um, and then there's going to be the guys that say, we don't want to wait. We don't want to, to maybe this person is going to be the quarterback. We want what we already know a person can do. And we, we know is that Lamar Jackson can play football. Right. So that's going to be the, um, the line and it, it it just feels low-key arrogant uh on the ravens part to do this i i know and some people will say it's smart and it's not that i don't think it's a smart play but i think it's a an extremely risky one almost of arrogance because again it like you already said cordell it only takes one only takes mm -hmm. one owner to lie and tell the owners what they want to hear yep. then to turn around and do the exact opposite now obviously there's some repercussions that come from that um you know in terms of like future deals and all of that stuff mm -hmm. hey but people will deal with that when they get to that bridge right. baby they right. don't care about that stuff in nope. the moment so nope. you know you you gotta this is very risky potentially um excuse me particularly when you see the compensation that comes from this, and we know that Lamar, if Russell Wilson um, can garner more draft picks of that than 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 just two firsts, then Lamar absolutely can garner more than two firsts. So uh, this will be interesting how this all plays out. I mean, you know, we will all be watching. It's going to be like a soap opera for sure. Oh, right? yes. It's going to be something like Y and R. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it already has been. This has literally been the 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 football soap opera I, I tell people all the time sports are really just like another uh avenue of soap operas like it's filled with storylines drama you know what i'm saying it gives us all these different twists and turns along the way and today you know i, I feel like we got another one with this non-exclusive tag like you said it you the ravens better be right you know, that's all I can say. I, I feel like you, you better be right because this could go. I mean, this is a big day, I think, in this team's history. This offseason will go down, I think, is the most important one for this franchise right now because, you know, you could be this. This is 
going to be a momentum shifting uh, change for your franchise, whether you keep them or you lose them. I agree. Um, let's talk more about this on the next segment, Cordell. Let's talk about potential resolutions and what happens next um, in this regard. What what do we think the process will be um, moving forward from this non-exclusive franchise tag? When we return, we'll talk more about that here on Winning Drive. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you are not subscribed to the Winnie Drive podcast, make sure that you hit that subscribe button so that every time there is a new episode, you will be the first to know. All right, so so potential resolutions here or, or potential scenarios. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Let me give you a scenario that I think could potentially happen here. We talked about teams doing uh you know guaranteed contracts or fully guaranteed contracts right this is a very creative way to get the snake out the grass and put him in the forefront so if an owner let's use Arthur Blank as an example because um it has been reported that the Atlanta Falcons are interested very very interesting because I brought that up here on the Winning Drive podcast, but that's not here nor there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's coming out now that the Falcons are interest, interested mm. in Lamar. Fine. Um, but if let's say it's Arthur Blank. And Arthur Blank, we know, tried to get to Sean Watson and failed because the Browns then uh, offered a fully guaranteed contract to break his void uh, his for his no-cause uh, contract because the Browns was on his uh, no trade clause. I apologize, his no trade clause. So he missed out the mark on the mark with Deshaun. Now we know that Deshaun has a lot of issues that um, he is dealing with and continues to deal with, even though his suspension was only for about nine games. Um, so we know that the Falcons need a quarterback or are definitely feel like that they're in the running for a quarterback. So. How do you see this? Well, I see this as potentially Arthur Blank, we know needs a quarterback, is looking for one, goes into the owner's meeting, says, I'm not paying nobody no full guarantee money or, or close to full guarantee money, then goes and does the exact opposite of what he says, right? Mm -hmm. So if the Ravens are willing to match that and they keep him, it is very possible that Steve Bashotti and Eric DaCosta is having their largest gotcha moment in the history of like GMing and off season uh, situations in the NFL, where they turn around and say, 
I'm not the one that was going to give him a fully guaranteed contract, but they forced my hand because they were going to give it to him. So we all we did was match it. You can't fault me for that. It's Arthur Blank's fault. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I don't trust anything that these owners say. Um, the, I, I think that the desperation around the league to get not only a great player, you know, uh, one of the best young players, I think, in the league, but just a, a marketing name that Lamar is. Wherever he goes, season ticket sales are going to skyrocket. Jersey sales are going to go up. Primetime games are going to go up. Exposure is going. Everything is going to go up. You're going to see a lot of green on your papers. Um, so I, I think that's the number one thing that a lot of these owners are going to look at and are going to say, you know what? I might end up making a nice amount of this back on the back end. You know, it's going to suck today, but if it all goes according to plan, this is this could boom, you know, and I, I think you can't underestimate what people are willing to do to be the ones on top. Absolutely. You know, the Chiefs have been on top for a while now. And like I said, I think that Super Bowl just a couple a month and, a, and some change ago is still a little fresh for some people. And they see the way that this game is played now. They see it. And Lamar Jackson is the perfect type of quarterback. Went out there and I think in the right situation, uh, he is the perfect type of quarterback to have in this day and age of football, the type of ways that offenses are run, the types of quarterbacks that are in the league right now, Lamar fits that mode of just special that, that you want uh, on your team. So I think that you're going to see teams start to come out this whole deal with Atlanta, who knows what ends up happening with them. But like, like you said, Arthur Blank, he cares. He's, you know, he's one of those I like to call on the field owners. He literally comes down from his skybox yep. and comes down on the field during the games. Like the those types of owners, those are the ones that you have to watch out for that would do some crazy stuff. If Jerry could do it, Jerry would do it. I promise you he would. If Dan was in a more secure situation right now in Washington, Dan would do it. But he's halfway out the door, at least hopefully. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, but, I know Dan would. He's the first person. If he was, he, if he wasn't going he through would. what he was going yep. through, he'd be the first person he on would the line. He's right there. He's the guy that's ready to. He's ready to do all the dumb stuff, whatever. So you know, it's it. There are owners out there um, that are going to be willing to do it. But like I said, this is going to be the Ravens' moment to ultimately show how much they care about Lamar Jackson. How much do they really want to have him? in Baltimore. This is going to be the ultimate put your money where your mouth is type of moment for them. Um, and, you know, they're going to have to go get their guy back once he's out there. If the market is slim, though, that's going to that's going to tell me something about the league that we already know. But I think it'll be uh, even more eye opening to see it regardless People could say whatever they want. Yeah, Lamar's missed the back end of the last two seasons. Sure, he represents himself. I get all of that. But if you talk about one of the young uh, top talents in the league right now, one of the young elite talents in the league at the premium position in the league, we're talking about a unanimous MVP winner. If this dude's market is slim to none right now, 
it should be a lot of questions in regards to what in the world is going on in the NFL. At least for me, it will be. I'm going to question the integrity of these owners around the league because collusion would be happening literally right in our face. Absolutely. And and I wonder if that's playing a part into why there's a non-exclusive tag as well. And, and, and I'm going to be, let me be clear. I believe that that's happening anyway, yeah. um, regardless, not just in Lamar Jackson situation, but just oh, across the sure. board. Um, what will, what will be interesting is who's going to break the, uh, mm-hmm. who's across the line. Who's going to cross the picket line in terms of this collusion potential alleged? Let me put the alleged right. and that we believe could potentially be a scenario if the market for Lamar is not as high as maybe he or you or myself thought it would be. Um, and so for the most part, I absolutely think that that's part of it. I absolutely think that that's that there's. A, a, a general consensus of what is going to be the value of, of Lamar. It, like you said in the last segment, it only takes one. It only mm-hmm. takes one guy to say, "I ain't rocking with what everybody else going on. I, I got, I got tickets. I need to sell. Yep. I got, you know, uh, a franchise that I feel like could be using his services. So I'm gonna say, screw them, and I'm gonna do what's best for me. But ultimately, that is definitely going to be a concern if the numbers are subpar and i and but that's subjective let me be clear because you know if he's getting a base salary of 51 million dollars i think that that's about right for sure i think that that's right i think that that's an accurate amount um i guess what will be interesting is what the upfront money is, which is, I feel like is, has been the issue, you know, mm-hmm. this, the majority of this time in terms of fully guaranteed, total guaranteed mm-hmm. um, uh, money, because I, I don't want to keep saying fully because we've, we've heard that allegedly he's not asked for a fully guaranteed contract. Right. So um, that would be the interesting part, but ultimately I, I, I definitely think we should be side eyeing owners. If, if the value of um, Lamar's contract is not indicative to what he probably thinks that he would have received or that we believe that he would have mm-hmm. received. Um, that's a fair um, question to ask. And um, like you said, the integrity of the league, once again, and the funny thing is though, Cordell is that they don't care about the integrity at the end of the day. Are you still going to watch or not? You know what I mean? Right integrity so i mean yeah i mean we all we know what it is when it comes to the nfl the nfl is king uh i myself have admitted multiple times i'm weak when it comes to football (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna sit right there on that couch or right there in that press box uh because obviously it's my job but if uh, if the NFL is on, I don't care if it's one of them trash Thursday night games. I'm miserably sitting there watching it because I can't get enough for football. So you're right. You know, we we've seen it happen in multiple instances in the past. We, the NFL does things that we disagree with all the time. Uh, but yet we we continue to watch the product because, you know, it's just what we love to do. Um, but yeah, this this offseason is going to be pivotal. The Ravens have just made sure that this is going to be an offseason to remember now because of this, you know, putting the non-exclusive tag on him just adds a whole nother dynamic of the Lamar Ravens drama fields uh, negotiations to this point. I, I, I really think it's going to show to really on both sides what they're willing to do to stay with each other. 
Um, and what ends up happening after all of this, I can't, I, I can't wait to see. Same. Uh, well, we will be on this ride until the ride is over. And who yeah, knows oh, how long sure. that's going to be. Uh, you know, um, free agency starts, the new year starts March 15th, which means they'll be able to start negotiating. Um, and so we will see where this goes um, and for how long this will go and then so we'll see who what teams out there were interested in and what it is that they want to put on the table and we'll start seeing him talk to teams on monday yeah uh, monday the legal tampering period opens up so he'll be able to start making his rounds about then and you know lamar has been reportedly and really i think we could say this has been the case because even da costa has hinted at this in the past that they're going at lamar's pace you know they he's he takes his time in terms of his negotiation process, the way it's gone with the Ravens to this point. He's, he's been in no rush. He negotiates when he feels like negotiating. And when he doesn't want to negotiate, he cuts it off. So I'd like to see what type of pace he works at starting next week uh, when he's able to talk to some of these other teams too. Good point. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, before we get into our last segment, have you subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast? If not, make sure that you hit that subscribe button so that every time Cordell and Rita has new Ravens content, you will be the first to know. So what does this mean for the Ravens, Cordell? Uh, let, let's talk about some scenarios in terms of with Lamar, without Lamar. Um, we know that the salary cap increases uh coming up now there's been you know conflicting reports in terms of like what the cap will be um with lamar's exclusive excuse me non-exclusive tag on there so um we're not quite sure at the moment exactly what that's going to be but we already knew that the ravens were going to be in a rut um currently but before before i can tell you this before um the Raven before all of this happened, they had, they were like 22 million surplus. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we know that they're expected to get a little bit over 22 million now. Um, so, so it'll be interesting to see how this all works out because then that doesn't include the other deals that the Ravens have that they probably need to restructure or, um, you know, cut or whatever. So they're already pressed for cap space. You'd have to believe. Um, so if the Ravens keep, Lamar. Um, obviously, that's a $32 million uh, tag. Well, well, we don't know. I can't even say that. We don't know what the tag is. But but obviously, they're already struggling currently with what they have, and they still need a wide receiver. Do you think that they, they try to go in the offseason and find a guy? Or at this point, because of uh, the potential contract issues, um, whether you keep him, um, or, or whether he, you know, uh, or you re-sign him to a long-term deal, do you try to continue to do that? Or do you just say, we just have to go with some youth? Maybe you can bring in like a guy like OBJ who might not cost a lot of money, 
Um, but then your primary source would be going to the draft and getting um, a Jackson um, or a, a Zay type of player to add um, to your current roster. Yeah, I think that I, I still believe the Ravens are going to have to go all avenues to to uh, build up this wide receiver unit still from free agency um, to also using the draft as well. Now, if they could use a if they could get a trade done and bring in, I'm, I'm still on board with them figuring out a way to get D hop, even though it's been reported that Arizona will want a second round pick in return for him. The Ravens don't have a second round pick right now because they traded that in the Roquan Smith deal. Yeah. So uh, that's the only problem right there with that. And of course, if with D hop or any other big name receiver that they traded for, I would imagine they would have to restructure that deal as well, or give them an extension to help spread out uh, the, the, the cap hit. So, um, if they could end up doing that, that would be great because then maybe you don't have to necessarily go, uh, top, uh, to, to the top group of free agent wide receivers. Maybe then you could go get a, a, a guy who probably needs, uh, a, a, a chance right now in a, in a Kenny Galladay, assuming you get a main guy, uh, like a, a surefire number one in a trade, and then that way you don't have to spend a lot of free agency and you still get another one of these young guys in the draft. If Zay or one of these guys fall to you at 22, you still get them in the draft, but you get a, a upside with a, a, a veteran free agent. Or I'm not against the OBJ as well. I just still think they need to go every avenue possible because they're almost building this wide receiver unit up from the ground up. You know, it's, it's, it's really only two guys max one in a possible <laughs> right now in the, in the wide receiver room. I think in terms of what, you know, you have Bateman production wise. Yeah. yeah production wise Bateman for sure. Uh, if, if healthy and Duvernay is a nice possibility, you know, I think if given, the right opportunity put in the right situations clearly the guy's got great hands uh he can make things happen so um you you put all of that together you, you're working with something at that wide receiver unit still same for corner um as well i would it, it's still a possibility they'll use that 22nd pick on a corner but i think that they will have a way to have more wiggle room now to build up this roster via free agency um, or even a, a trade and they have to renegotiate a deal, they could make that happen now considering they didn't have to go the exclusive tag. Yeah. Uh, and, and so then also there's a situation where they need cornerback depth as well. Uh, we talked about that on the podcast. So um, do you force if, if Lamar stays, then that's another need that they have that needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Do you look to the draft? to do it or do you I would, I would I would say yes but you know at some point the Ravens are going to have to swing for the fences right and that may mean spending a little more than you're comfortable spending and I, I just I know the Ravens have a way of how they go about winning their Super Bowls they have their method they don't like to go do away like what the we've seen teams like the Rams or the Bucks do things like that but it'd be great I think for one what a way if you you find a way to keep Lamar Jackson on your team 
it'd be great to just say, you know what? Let's just let's just go for it all. Let's let's just let's just go get it right now. We signed our guy. We got our guy back. Let's go out there and, and let's make it happen. Find a way to not only build up that receiving core, but man, if they could figure out a way to get uh, one of these really good corners in the league, whether it's, it's a couple of corners that are going to be on the trade market this offseason for sure, if they could find a way to just really solidify their team and you look at it and it's like, man, even on paper, the Ravens look like the best team right now and it's looking like it could be that way on both sides of the ball. Now, again, like I said, that would that would involve them spending a lot more than what they're comfortable spending and then than what we've seen them spend in the past. But, you know, like I said, it'd be great to see them kind of just say, screw it, let's go for it all. Hey, yeah, it would be, look, hey, sometimes you got to just put all your cards in and just, mm-hmm. you know, let it, let it rip. On the flip side, if you don't have Lamar, um, it does open up your cap space. So you are able to still get wide receivers, cornerbacks, whatever, you know, the Jalen Ramsey's of the world, potentially mm-hmm. a trade for a wide receiver. But obviously the biggest um, hole would be the quarterback position. So if you're the Ravens, what is it that you do? Do you try to find somebody in this year's draft? Do you let Huntley become your starter because he's been here and draft a guy like Hendon Hooker, Herney Hooker uh, in the second or later rounds. Well, I, you know, I know they don't have a first round, but, uh, but if you do, they obviously will get two firsts. So maybe they can get, they can trade back and get some garner, some draft picks. Um, or do you wait for the free agent class and, or uh, draft class of 2024? Wh- which way do you go if you do not have a Lamar Jackson? Yeah, if you don't have Lamar, you know, in terms of the quarterback position, I think that they're going to go bridge quarterback, and I think that they're also going to look for one in the draft. Now, th- I think that I would prefer next year's quarterback class, me personally, unless you're going to be able to get some of the top guys in this draft. Sure, you could get Hooker later on because his injury forces him to kind of fall down a little bit. But um, I'm not I'm not losing any sleep if I don't get him. You know, I would love to find a way to get a Caleb Williams next year, though. For sure. Oh, you, you know? but you would have to be like historically bad to get a Caleb well, Williams, and that defense and running game is too good for that. Maybe not. Maybe you could you you would have two first round picks next year already. You know that's a starting point. Um, Very you, true. You add another one for maybe the following. I mean, you you have a lot of that's very true with, with trade. So it's kind of like what what which one do they want to wait for? Um, so I, I, like I said, I unless you unless you could get a Bryce Young this year, I'm not the biggest CJ Stroud guy. And see, I am. I'm I'm Team CJ Stroud. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm more into Ohio State receivers than I am Ohio State quarterbacks personally, um, but and Ohio State running backs obviously too because they are usually a beast. Um, but I, 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 if I if I could get a Bryce Young, yeah, I, I'll probably do it. Anthony Richardson is starting to boom up right now, you know. So I, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm necessarily sold on the on all the hype, but he intrigues me. Um, but yeah, if I out of all the quarterbacks, including this year, 
give me Caleb Williams next year. So I would go a bridge quarterback. I still think they're going to draft a quarterback at some point in this draft if they assuming Lamar's not there. Um, Huntley as your guy, sure, but you get a guy like Baker Mayfield or Jacoby Brissett that if you do have to go to the backup, you know, you got some people that you can trust to win you some games, not necessarily by themselves, but you, they could, you know, help you win some games. Um, I, I mean, if you want Caleb Williams, then what's the point in winning football games? <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, yeah, if you want to get the if you want to get the pick yourself, I'm more so looking at it like I don't think that the Ravens will allow themselves to be bad enough, whether it's Huntley as the quarterback or Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback. They're not going to stink enough to, I think, get the number one pick in the draft with their own pick. I, right. I, think, I think if they're going if they're going to do it, it's going to have to be via a trade. So, you know, maybe if their pick is 13 and the other team's pick is probably, let's say, closer to 20 because Lamar will be there closer in the 20, mid-20s range maybe or something like that. You know, you got two first on top of, you know, uh, your maybe you're probably your first for the next year. and. Yep. A player, you know, what give give up a player that's looking like they're they're looking to take off. Hey, Patrick Queen may still be on a team. Yeah, maybe that's a, a good throw in right there. But you know, I think they'll have a lot of wiggle room. Anytime you got two first round picks in one year, you can almost make anything happen. Um, so uh I, I think they'll go a variety of ways in terms of the quarterback mixed with a bridge and a young guy. Uh, but it, yeah, in terms of the other positions, the wide receiver position, go big. Cornerback position, yeah, go trade for Jalen Ramsey. Do something with that. Money. <laughs> you better do something. You, <laughs> you better, know look, if you want to find a way to get people uh, interested and watch, because you you have to assume that Lamar not being a Raven is going to rub a lot of people mm -hmm. the wrong way. At, at the very least, in the interim, I don't know how long that lasts because I am a, a, a person who firmly believes that winning solves all. Right. things no so in the beginning people are not going to be happy about the Lamar trade I mean we, of course we've seen people that feel the opposite but I think mm -hmm. largely there are going to be people that are not happy about the Lamar trade so you have to find somebody that you can bring in here that's going to give you a reason to have fans come out uh, on Sundays to watch the Ravens play because there's going to be a lot of pushback by not having Lamar Jackson um, how long that's going to last it depends on how long you're going to be bad, mm -hmm. you and know, it, because if the Ravens make the playoffs without Lamar Jackson, look, it sounds, y'all sound, it sounds nice. People like winning though. And right. and ultimately if you're getting back into the dance, Hey, it's going to be with a person that, that you didn't think was going to be Lamar Jackson. I understand, but, but everybody likes winning. That's just the truth. Yeah. But if you add guys of value, like a Jalen Ramsey, like a Deandre Hopkins, and quite frankly, if you add those two guys, and you don't have a quarterback. Whoever you bring in that quarterback is probably in a better position anyway, because you have a, a top three tight end. Mm -hmm. You have a very good run game. Um, Rashad Bateman, obviously, when he's healthy, he's productive, but ultimately that's still a question mark, but you still have a guy there. And then if you add a, a guy, for example, a DeAndre Hopkins. That's another safety, um, you know, net that you that player would have, that quarterback would have. I mean, to me, it's a very easy way to have a stopgap until you try to find who your future quarterback is. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if the, if you're going to lose, in my opinion, your best player, 
then you better make sure back it up, money, baby. Yeah, you know that money that you got to keep in return. You better make sure you send you you spend that out and bring in some quality players because you're going to need them. Um, because it could be a situation to where it, it goes south, and you're when you're in quarterback purgatory, you're not winning games. Yep. You're, you're just not winning games, especially in the AFC. It's going to be so tough. So sure, it'll be great if the Ravens um, end up winning games and turning it around, but odds are it, it, it's going to probably take some time to happen. I, I just think you lose a, a player of that caliber at that position more, you know, even more. I, I think it's only natural. You're, you're most likely going to take somewhat of a step back, even as good as that defense Absolutely. is. And the defense is, 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 is extremely good. So yeah, you better make sure you go get you Jalen Ramsey uh, and go get you a DeAndre Hopkins or somebody. And, you know, maybe a bridge quarterback like a, a Brissett, or even if it's, you know, um, Tyler Huntley, you know, it should be pretty good. It should be a pretty good fit. Um, John Harbaugh has already said he's not trying to be a part of a rebuild. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Ravens like that's to a build. personal reason. <laughs> oh, for sure. for sure. He doesn't want to be a part. I mean, nobody does. You know, right. I don't I, I say, OK, yeah. who does? Yeah, no, none of the players are going to, you know, Mark Andrews. I'm sure he's he's not trying to sign up for a rebuild at all. Uh, they like the Ravens have historically like to go and get these veteran players. It's going to be tough to get veterans to come when it's a rebuilding situation. So it'll be a change in the way I think that they go about building their team, obviously, because, you know, they have quote unquote built their team or their, at least their offense around Lamar. So it'll be a shift for sure in terms of what the offense looks like. Um, but there, I, I think I would, the quick fix for me would be to let's spend that money out. Let's go get some quality players in here. I don't care if it's just quality names, we need something that's going to help save tick sell tickets because our main draw is no longer in town. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. So again, um, the new year starts March 15th. And so, I mean, you know, like you said, the, the legal tampering, uh, tampering period starts Monday, um, the 13th. So, you know, it's very possible that these um, offers start rolling in and we see how this goes. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm, I, I, we got a long off season to go. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long this is going to be. I don't know if it goes before, after the draft, during the draft, who knows Cordell, but we, we have a long, uh, road ahead of us, I think, until we get a final answer on what happens in terms of Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens. No doubt about it. I, I don't think that this thing is anywhere close to, to being a the good thing is that we'll get a, a resolution within the next week and a half, though. So it's not like this is going to stretch out for the next couple of months. We'll we'll get uh, a, a clear view of what's to come, I think, within the next week. Hopefully. I, I'm hoping that, that we can start seeing that. We want to thank you all for listening to the podcast. We'll be back on Friday to talk more Ravens. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. Winning Drive.